Welcome to the From Goals to Growth podcast. I am your host, Valencia Thompson, the creator of Glittered in Goals, a women's mental health and wellness community. The From Goals to Growth podcast is an extension of Glittered in Goals and is meant to help bring you more clarity, more confidence, and more connection to community. So thank you for tuning in. I'm really excited about today's show because I have a very special guest with me today, a good friend, Elisa Bokeen. She is a psychotherapist, a sex therapist, and she is an energy Healer. I met Elisa back in about 2017, I believe it was, after seeing her on social media through a mutual acquaintance, and I was immediately drawn to her aura. I was like, oh yeah, I like her. <laughs> I like her for sure. And I ended up reaching out to her to speak at a Glittered in Goals event. And since she has made multiple appearances at Glittered Go- Glitter in Goals events in different capacities. So I wanted to have Elisa on the podcast today just to let you all hear a little bit more about who she is, what she does, and why I feel the world needs her and more people like her. So welcome to the show, Elisa. Thank you. What a beautiful intro. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I'm excited for you to be here as well. Um, So yeah, again, thank you for being here. I know that I gave a brief intro on who you are, but I would like you to, in your own words, tell the people who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Elisa Bokeen and I am a psychotherapist. I am an energy healing practitioner. I'm a sex therapist. I'm a podcaster. I'm an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yes. Multi-hyphenate. Yes. My private practice is the Flow and Ease Healing Center and it is in Houston, Texas, where I help people Um, overcome shame, overcome trauma, so they can have healthier, mutually satisfying, pleasure-filled relationships, you know, because that's, that's important. They have to be uh, mutually satisfying. So that's, that's the work that I do. Awesome. Awesome. I like that you put the emphasis on mutually satisfying. Um, And today we are going to be talking about worthiness and pleasure. And I'm excited to talk to you about this because in your practice, I'm sure you face this um, topic, these topics often. And so we're just going to hop right into it. in, the, in reference to worthiness, do you have people that come to you dealing with feelings of unworthiness often? All the time. All the time. And, and I think people really struggle with the concept of worthiness. You know, whether that be I'm worthy of love, I'm worthy of somebody loving me, I'm worthy of a relationship, I'm worthy of pleasure, I'm worthy of joy. I think a lot of us, in particular women, you know, I see this a lot with women. So the the core of a lot of the work that I do, I do a lot of work with couples and I work with men, but I primarily work with women, black and brown women in particular. And we just struggle with this idea that we deserve, that we are worthy, that we don't have to do anything to change per se. Like you, as you are right now in this moment is enough is enough to to be loved, is enough to experience joy, is enough to have the life that you desire. And I think we really struggle with that idea of worthiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. And I can definitely, as you were talking, I can think back to some of my own personal struggles with feelings of worthiness. And so that leads me to my next question. Why do you think feelings of 
unworthiness are so common and how does that affect the way we experience pleasure in life? Sure. Well, I think in particular, again, I always go back to to women and I always go back to black and brown women. In particular, we are given the message on a daily basis that we are not worthy. And from the minute that you wake up in the, in the day, like you need to change something, you need to change your weight, you need to change your appearance, you need to change your outfit, you need to change, you know, so that your face doesn't reflect your age, right? Like we're always given the message that we are not good enough. And rarely are we given the message that you just as you are is enough. And so it's really difficult not to internalize those messages. It ha- it's, it's ongoing work that we have to undo. We have to unlearn some of these messages. And the way that it affects us in, in being able to experience pleasure is it really serves as a block, right? We begin to block that because we start to have questions. How could you, you know, how could this person possibly love me? How could they possibly be interested in me? How can I possibly... Um, be enough for this position that I'm being offered. Or maybe I have a dream of creating something, but how can I possibly be enough to offer something back to the world? So it really serves as this block because we don't allow ourselves because we don't believe that we're worthy. We feel like we have to change something in order to get to that state that will be those people that are worthy of receiving. Mm, Wow, that's, Yes, that's a lot. And you're right. We are often, especially black and brown women, um, the way that this the way the society is set up for us, there is like this constant need to feel like we have to improve ourselves or like we have to adjust to be able to meet the certain standards or expectations of others. So I can definitely see how that will get in the way of us feeling like we are enough just as we are, which is exactly what worthiness is. Um, And I remember this is making me think of a session that I had with my therapist last year. And I remember telling her or asking her, it was in reference to um, my relationship with someone. And I was like, I had recently asked that person, what do you need from me? You know, like, what is, what is more that you need from me? Cause I expected that they needed more. And I was frustrated that they didn't have anything to offer me. So I took that back to therapy and I was like, why? Like, does does this person not love me? Like, do they not, you know, am I not valuable? And she said, did you ever consider that the reason they don't have a list of things for you is because you are enough? Mm. And I I had to just pause. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I had to take a moment and just, it brought tears to my eyes instantly. And because I, and I told her, I said, no, I actually did not consider that. I thought if they don't have things that they need me to change or a list of things they need me to do, then they don't need me. And that was a direct um, reflection of how I felt unworthy of just receiving love from this person without having to exchange anything additional. And that was just like mind blowing for me. And she just was like, you are enough. You're enough. And, and while the world does expect a lot from us, 
This person does not. This person accepts you and loves you as you are. So when you come to them saying, why don't you need more? It's because you simply are enough. And that was right. mind blowing for me, especially powerful. as a black woman, you know, mm-hmm. powerful, very powerful, because what you're saying, again, is that conditioning that in order for us to be worthy, in order for us to take up faith, we need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. We need to be offering something to someone else. We need to be taking care of someone else. We we have to be doing. And again, it's 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 not. I always I always use this example with my clients when they struggle with this idea of worthiness. You know, I say to them, let's let's imagine that I brought in a newborn baby, mm-hmm. and you know, I tell you, okay, here are your instructions with this newborn baby. The baby's going to cry. The baby's going to have needs, right? They're going to want to eat. They're going to want to be loved on. They're going to need to be, have their diapers changed. But I don't want you to do any of that until they earn it. Mm. Right? Like, don't do any of that until they earn it. You know, make sure that they, that they earn it. You would probably look at me like. Girl, what? (laughs) Excuse me. What's wrong with you? (laughs) And I ask, why is that? Why is that that you would look at me like that? Because we intuitively know that baby is worthy of having its needs met, of being loved on, of being protected, of being celebrated simply because they exist. Right. And we came into the world like that. Yes. It's just that we get the messages from the world from the wounded people in our lives that didn't get that message that we have to somehow earn these things. We have Mm -hmm. to earn love. We have to earn um, our space. And it's not true. It's not true. It's absolutely not true. And having like, for me, that realization has been like, a whole game changer. It has shifted the way that I show up and it actually took a lot of pressure off of me, you know, because (laughs) it was like, oh, you mean I could just be me? And that's not to say that obviously we don't, I don't have my own work to do and there are not things that I need to address, you know, but that's not for someone else to determine. That's for me to be introspective about and figure out the ways that I need to navigate my life. So that, that is just amazing. So I want to shift gears a little bit because we talked about at the beginning that you are a sex therapist and I want you to elaborate more on what it means to be a sex therapist. And then we'll talk about um, worthiness as it relates to sexual pleasure. So tell us, what is a sex therapist? It's so funny because when people, I always tell people, when people hear that I'm a sex therapist, they have one of two reactions. It's usually, oh, right? Like (laughs) they kind of have this excitement, like, oh, like sit next to me. Or, (laughs) Or it's like, oh, let me get up and not sit next to you. <laughs> we're comfortable with the idea of sex and we're so uncomfortable that someone would somehow have a profession that specializes it. And so all that it is, you know, contrary to what you might see, I think there was a Grey's Anatomy episode. Somebody was, I don't watch it. I'm sorry. But somebody said that there was an episode where the sex therapist was watching the couple have sex. And so Maybe it wasn't Grey's Anatomy the way you- <laughs> I was like, wait, I watched Grey's and I'm caught up and I don't remember that episode. 
was. But I remember people were like, that's not what we do. That's not what we do, right? Like, so that's all a sex therapist does. A sex therapist is, is I'm a licensed psychotherapist, okay? Talk therapist. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. We facilitate change through talk. And a sex therapist simply has more training. I, I have specialized training in dealing with issues around sexuality. Gotcha. Okay. That's all it is. I, I, I have more training. Just like if you, you know, you were grieving and you really wanted a therapist who specialized in grief, you would right. probably look for a grief therapist. That makes perfect sense. So thank you for clearing that up so that people, mm-hmm. if anyone's confused on what you do. It is right. Not, I'm not going to come watch you. Yes. You're not <laughs> watching folks get their groove on, get their swerve on or whatever you want to call it. So um, how do we increase pleasurable experiences in our life without guilt or shame, especially as it relates to our sexuality? Because I know for me growing up, especially growing up in the church, that sense of unworthiness and guilt and shame and all that directly ties to pleasure and it impacts it. So what what is your in, input on that? Yeah, well, I'm biased, right? <laughs> so I'm going to say therapy, right? Therapy is certainly one way that you can begin to undo and unlearn. But really, how do you begin to get there? You have to unlearn some of these messages. You have to begin to question some of these messages. So Here's the thing. We come into adulthood and we often bring with us beliefs and values. It's not all bad, right? Like it's not all bad, but some of it, we just kind of carry it on. Like this is just what we do. This is just what we believe. And we don't always question those beliefs. So what I say is if you've gotten to a point in your life where maybe some of those beliefs, some of those values are blocking you from having the life that you desire, then they are at minimum worth exploring. Do you really still believe those things, right? And and so that's not a bad thing. Like, so maybe you go back and you explore some of your religious beliefs and you you feel more affirmed and more, um, you you feel more, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like conviction than ever, Mm -hmm. right? That's great. You know, but maybe you start to explore it and you say, you know, I don't know that this is what I believe in. It's what I was told to believe, but I don't know that I believe it. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to shame, I think what's really important is traditionally for, for, again, women in particular, shame is how we're controlled. Mm. Shame is Mm. you control people. If you feel bad enough, I mean... As humans, we avoid the the feeling of shame. It it, it is is such a powerful, visceral emotion that we want to avoid it. And so if I can shame you enough, then I can control you. I can have you stop doing things or I can get you to do things. And so I always tell people, if you feel that somebody is shaming you, ask yourself, why are they trying to control me? Mm. What, what What is it that they're trying to control? So exploring our shame and understanding that just because you feel shame, just because you feel it, it does not mean that you're doing something wrong. Mm, that is right. Shame, shame is an emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a reality. It's 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 not a fact. It doesn't mean that just because I have shame when I'm being sexual or I'm enjoying pleasure doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong. What it does mean, though 
more often than not is that I got the message somewhere that this was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So I need to look at it. Am, am, is my behavior truly something that I shouldn't be engaging in? Okay. Is it, is it Okay. Cause sometimes shame is like, okay, well, you know, it's important to look at that, mm-hmm. but more often than not, it's, it's a matter of messaging that we received. And as women controlling our sexuality has always been a thing. Yeah. And the way that it's been controlled is by shaming us. You know, everybody has heard of the, probably had to read the book in school of the scarlet letter, Mm -hmm. right? You get the big old A on your chest, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a way to control us. And we have to be able to look at that shame and disentangle it. But here's the thing. So many of us avoid shame and we don't even want to talk about our shame. We want to get so far away from it that we don't even, we don't even explore it. Mm. And it just sits with us and it, and, and it blocks us again. It blocks us from having the life we want. That is such a good point. When you said conviction, I'm glad you said that because I recently have been posting about that. I uh, posted a status on one of my posts on Instagram um, recently that said, I'm like, basically, I'm glad that I'm at a point in my life where I'm able to discern what is true conviction for me and what is shame that never belonged to me in the first place. That's right. Because that it can feel very similar, like conviction and shame can feel similar. Um, and we do need convictions in life because that's like our, our moral compass. That is like what lets us know if we are in alignment with what we should be doing and what we should not be doing. So we all have convictions that we should listen to. And if that is um, something that we need to like course correct for ourselves, then sure. But I know for me growing up, a lot of the things that I thought were convictions were actually me responding to shame that had been projected on me, especially mm-hmm. at it, as it relates to sex and sexuality to the point, like I'm married now, you know, and it's like, things are okay now. So I was so confused when I got married and, you know, I've been trying to stay on the straight and narrow. So why is it that I still feel sexual shame? Or why is it that I don't know, like, I can't disconnect this thing because, you know, and I had to work through a lot of that. And I had to, um, you know, do my own work and realize, oh, because that was shame. That was that was never conviction for me, you know. Right. And so it is. I think that is important for those who may be listening to really um dig into that for yourself and to understand that there is a difference between true conviction and shame and no person can tell you what your convictions are like we have to be true to our own convictions so I'm glad that you brought up the word conviction because that's a word that we do know especially in like religious and sectors we know what conviction is but we may not always you know associate it with being related to shame and how we can kind of unlearn and undo those things. So that is mm-hmm. so good. That is so good. Um, so back in 2018, I um, hosted an event called Let's Heal. It was a day retreat. And um, so many of the people in the Glittered and Goals community, the women that attended that had such great feedback that to this day, I am still hearing like that was the first time that I got this messaging. And it was because you spoke on being an unapologetic sexual being. And that language was so strong. That was the first time I know for me and many others that I even heard that 
like a phrase like that. And it was so powerful that it stuck. So I want you to just talk a little bit more for the podcast. What is an unapologetic sexual being? And like, what does that mean to us? Yeah, yeah. And I remember that event. It was great. I always love your events. And that one was particularly special. Well, let's let's break it down, right? So what does it mean to be unapologetic? It means I'm not sorry. Like, if I'm sorry about something, it's because I've done something wrong, right? I'm going to apologize. I'm going to own up to my mishaps and I'm going to do something to redeem myself, right? So I have nothing to apologize for being a sexual being. How do I know that I am a divine sexual being? Well, because I was born with sexual parts <laughs> that when respond, you know, when when they respond to touch, I, I, I have feelings of pleasure, sexual pleasure. Like I w- my, this is how my body was designed, mm-hmm. right? This is how my body was designed. And I always give the example in particular individuals who are, who are born with vaginas and clitorises, right? The mm-hmm. clitoris is the only body part that is solely dedicated to experience sexual pleasure, Let's say that again for the people in the back, because some people don't know that. Like some people don't know that. And if you don't know that, we'll we'll get into this later on. Um, But if you don't know that, then you should. I really encourage you to learn your anatomy, um, because that's not like like a lot of people are not familiar with our anatomy. Again, shame. You've never even taken a mirror to look because it's been hush, hush. Don't, you don't touch it. Don't nobody else touch it. You don't know what it looks like. So you, so this phrase, like what you're saying may be completely foreign because what's the clitoris? I don't even know what that is, you know? So if you're not familiar, like, and you do have these body parts, familiarize yourself with your body. And um, so that you can even understand what we're talking about. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Well, and, and, and I like that you said that to shame us, right? Cause how shaming that, I can't, I don't even know what the name is, but not just that it's to disempower us. Mm, yes. I, I, like I, I can't even fully understand my sexual health if I don't know how my body's supposed to function. Mm. Right. So it disempowers us. So yes, if, if, so if you're telling me, right, like if we look at this again from, from a religious shame point of view, if you're telling me that a power greater than me created me, with intention and purpose and in this divine way and decided I'm going to give you a spot on your body that is dedicated solely for you to experience sexual pleasure. And it, and, 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 and it didn't say like you can only experience that sexual pleasure if somebody else is giving you that sexual pleasure. Like this is your body. It's on me. Th- then that means that Pleasure is my divine birthright. I was born with the ability to experience sexual pleasure. That's how I know I'm a sexual being. Mm. So what is there for me to apologize about that? Mm. What is there for me to apologize that I was designed this way, that a power greater than me that designed me, that designed the mountains, that designed the the galaxies, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? I'll apologize for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't apologize that I'm not gonna apologize that my lungs, 
you know, keep oxygen, you know, moving through my body. I'm not going to apologize that my heart keeps me alive. Right. So why would I apologize about being sexual? Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it. And I just (laughs) had to bring that back because, again, that is so powerful. It is so powerful. And we need to know it. We need to hear it. And so we are running out of time. (laughs) I knew that this was going to happen. I knew that trying to keep these episodes at 30 minutes was going to be a task because you're going to want more. And I do want more. But um, I wish I could keep this going longer, but we are almost there. So I just want to say this for those who are listening. I cannot keep this conversation going right now with Elisa, but I recently launched the Glittered and Goals membership-based community called From Goals to Growth, The Collective. And Elisa is going to be teaching a masterclass to the members of The Collective. (laughs) I'm so excited because, again... You are such a wealth of knowledge. You you communicate in such a way that's just so digestible and so easy to understand. So inviting you to speak to um, this membership-based community, it was like a no-brainer. It's like, no, I, I know who I want to come and speak to these women because you left, left such an impact um, in 2018 at that event that I knew it was necessary to bring that back. So thank you for accepting that invitation, first of all. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. I, I've told you, I co-sign the things that you do. I love it. And they're always divinely inspired. So I'm always honored to be part of it. Awesome. Well, thank you. And for those who are interested, we will be launching uh, the, the membership based community. It will be launching in February. February 3rd is our kickoff date. So if you would like to sign up for that, um, this episode will be dropping um, this Friday. So you still have some time. The list will be closing on February 1st. So you do not want to wait because like I said, our featured masterclass teacher will be Elisa Bokeen. Um, So now that we are wrapping this up, Elisa, tell the people how they can get in touch with you if they would like to um, pursue your services, um, become a client of yours, and also how we can keep up with you in these social media streets. <laughs> Definitely. So if you are in Texas, because I'm a licensed psychotherapist in Texas, I can work with you. You can go to my website, flowandeasehealing.com. And there is a button there called schedule your phone consultation because I always want to make sure it's a good fit for you, you know, so you can schedule a phone consultation, see if what you're wanting to work on is what I specialize in. You can also keep in touch with me on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I'm at Elisa G. Bokeen. My private practice is at Flow and Ease with E. I'm on Twitter at Elisa G. Bokeen. And I recently launched my own podcast, which you can find across. Yes, you can find it on my website. You can find it across on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts called Chakras, Sex, and Relationships. Yes, that is amazing. And I will be putting all of your links in the info section um, on YouTube where you guys are watching this. And if you are listening, it'll be in the show notes on Apple. So thank you again, Elisa. I really appreciate you just for who you are, your friendship to me and the way that you serve our world because we need so much more of it. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. I appreciate being here. 
Awesome. Well, you guys, that's all I have for you now. Again, I'm your host, Valencia Thompson. You can follow me on all social media platforms at FroRealDo. That's F-R-O-R-E-A-L-D-O-E. And you can also follow the Glittered and Goals community, community at Glittered and Goals. Talk to you later. Till next time. Bye, guys.